pretend, Zach, like uh, like we didn't just record twenty minutes worth of podcast and uh, oh, okay. I think it was more like six minutes, seven minutes. Well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Pretend like we didn't accidentally fuck up recording such. Or no, 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 absolutely not. No, no. S- start out by saying like, man, Josh, it's too bad you weren't recording that first part because some of the shit you said was the funniest shit I've ever heard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, you're a funny motherfucker, but you are dumb. I don't I don't know many I wonder how much great content you lose from just stupid oversight. Josh, you were record like we were just talking, you were just having me rolling laughing. Like so funny about Will Smith and Chris Rock, like you were transcending race and it's just some gone. of the most you some of the most some of the most original takes on both of those things you'd heard. Truly. Truly, I can't even remember them. I, I don't even know if we could repeat them. It wouldn't be the same. Um, I'm glad we have it because I think we we kind of elevated to like another plane of philosophical understanding. But I just I just want to be clear. I don't want to repeat any of those jokes because they were in the moment, and I don't think it'll have the same pizzazz it had then. All right, no, that's you're a genius. I don't think genius. Hello and welcome to the. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Jew Rogaine Experience. I'm your host, Josh Edelman. Joining me today is uh, my good friend and fellow comedian, uh, Zach Stein. Hello, Josh. I just, while, but when you were fixing uh, your fuck up, I figured out uh, your your trick you play on your guests. What trick? What? I play no tricks on my guests. On uh, the side that I see, Mike Muggs is best comedian ever. J- your Muggs is best comedian ever. Uh, but what the camera sees, I guess not. It cuts out well. Oh, but, but when you drink from it. When, you when drink I drink from it. From it uh, mine, and I don't think I would have noticed it if we didn't fuck up. I just was bored and was just like f- like looking around and stuff. Most delusional person ever. And then yours still says best comedian ever. Yeah. It's, it's like a two-way mirror. It's, it's, it's thank very you, thank deceptive. You. Actually, so the story behind the mugs is um, I was gifted. No, no, no. I bought it for myself. I bought both of the best comedian ever mugs for myself. But I had, I had, I previously had a different one, and uh, in a jealous rage, Reed smashed the best comedian ever mug. Truly, it wasn't no. in a. I, he, As a bit? he he pretends he pretends yeah. like the the um, system we have in the kitchen for drying uh, for drying plates collapsed and that that mug was the only <laughs> thing that smashed but yeah. i know i know what really happened how broken was it shattered into oh yeah yeah there's I, I made I, I took a photo of it and made it a show flyer at uh <laughs> 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 at one point. so you can see it on my Instagram. i'll probably post a video uh, a photo of it on the video portion of this but um <laughs> but uh so reed's you know said he'd buy me um a new mug and then that was what he that was what he bought me to replace the best comedian ever mug that he broke. Hilarious. And, and I'm just like, I'm never gonna fucking drink out of this. <laughs> Are you kidding? I will never drink out of this. I've to this day never drank out of it. Um, but I have made it the guest mug for my guests on the show. Do they all notice it? No. Okay, and then uh, and then I ordered my own best comedian ever on both sides nice. mug again. Fantastic! How did Chip? Does that read? Oh yeah, that was Reed as well. Right. <laughs> Reed can't let me have. He, he can't. He can't deal with the truth. He can't handle the truth. I'm Reed sorry. Which fucking Fast and Furious movie is that? Uh, I think it's one. I think it's one. 
Oh, you fuck, fucking so son close. of a bitch. Hilarious. Hilarious. Hilarious try. Oh, that was so close. If it didn't, if it didn't make the noise hitting yeah. there, and it's, I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for not realizing what you were doing when you asked which Fast and the Furious movie it was. Yeah, I can only agree. <laughs> oh, well, there's a few. It could be. Um, what do you, what do you, th- but do you, do you enjoy the studio decor? Yeah, it's great. It um, evolves. Like you have a sticker on your thing. Um, I, you, you can buy those on the Jew Rogaine Experience. Farted. Store. Uh, we added one of my recent trophies. You won over that me. I, that I won. Uh, oh. This was br- This is the first time this has been added to the set. Well, my uh, I guess my trophy is the uh, my beautiful head of hair. You know, it's weird. It's like it's it's funny because in our tennis group, uh, Zach and I were in a comedian, a very exclusive comedians tennis group. Extremely exclusive. It, it does, used to be. It doesn't matter how. Good, you are at tennis. It does actually. We it was we don't want anyone too good who's just gonna like run over it. But we had improved enough that we needed a new. Was there anyone that was too good in the group at one point? Toby uh, Marzano, because most of us, Toby Marzano, because most of us had really just picked it up during the pandemic. Maybe Mm -hmm. played a little when we were young, and he actually played growing up. Played in high school, like yourself. And like those fundamentals are so sound. But you've and since beaten Toby. I have beaten Toby. You beat Toby in the tournament where I beat you. Exactly. I've I got to play Toby. I haven't played. You Toby should. Yet. I think he's better than me at tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably. I'm. I might. I might be a bit stronger. And uh, well, what I think is funny is uh, Joe Carl. Oh, Joe Carl is so fundamentally sound. Jo- I well, I played Joe the other day, and he he took me. He. Mm-hmm. he I mean. It was funny. Joe was up five three on me, and then yeah. I just turned it on and and didn't. Uh... Yeah, yeah. You can. Tr- I think I can if if you're having an off day and I'm having an on day. But I I, I have I get I'm a head case. It took me so long. I like once I beat Omid, like I never like I beat him almost uh, every time we play now. But like I I get I really get in my head about people I haven't beat yet and beat myself a lot. Even though I think you're better than me, but like, I think I made a lot of. Uh, you had you had you had you had one match where you were mm-hmm. ahead of me by a lot, and I had to I had to focus in, turn it on. But um, but it's interesting because like you and Hooper always beat Joe Carl. I don't I, has Joe Carl ever beaten either of you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was like eighth when I got it when I got into the group. Okay, like, okay. I was around eighth place. But I think that even though Hooper's the only person in the group that beat me one time, which I think by the way shows tremendous character and persistence on my part i mean you came in you were first you're still first that's great i came in you know mm-hmm. middle bottom of the heap and worked my way to the top but i feel like i have the toughest time with with joe with joe i always expect to just slaughter him but he plays his best tennis against me mm-hmm. and then it's just in the moments where like the heat is on he crumbles mentally. joe plays his best tennis against everybody and then crumbles he crumbles mentally yeah he had he had he was serving for the set against me, double faulted three times in a row. Oh. <laughs> oh. And I knew and yeah. I knew it was gonna happen. I just yeah. knew it was gonna happen. And it hurts him so bad. It hurts. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. Um, but no, we had a we mean we had a non jokey, like really great set uh the last time we played. Where I mean sure there was a little, but we both played pretty well and like the leads just went back and forth and then the overtime like into the 
uh, you know, points or whatever. Uh, the sudden death. And also, once you take a set off Joe, he just he gives up. Mm-hmm. Like once that first set is lost by Joe, yeah, he just crumbles in the second. Yeah, I've made some good comebacks in my day. Um, I'm, I consider myself a resilient player. I well, I think in general in my life, feeling the pressure is when I perform the best. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like. If I need to get something done, I can sense the last moment. I think a lot of people feel this way. I can sense the last moment. Yeah. I'll get it done, and I start right then, and mm-hmm. I get it done. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge procrastinator. And then the s- last moment, I can get it done to my liking. Sure. Because, like, there's definitely, like, can get it done but yeah. not be happy with it. Yeah. Mine's, uh, yeah, to my liking, which is just enough, which is enough to be, uh, praised for it i think i i'm a man like i'm a man who likes to do uh easy jobs very well i uh, well well like for example like both both of my last shows uh undiscovered genius and enter the Giggleverse. Mm-hmm. um how was that Giggleverse one with oh the it was, 360 it, it was awesome it That's was awesome cool. it's it was awesome and it's caused me so many problems socially it's absurd which which i'll get into okay please which i'll get now. into in the two thirds mark of the podcast, fantastic to keep you guys listening in case you want to find out about what this. Oh uh, yeah, they don't have yeah. With this ju- these juicy you, this juicy hot tea, they uh, lost out on a on a much more informative tease. I'm intrigued. I'll let them know that that I'm intrigued to what's going to come at two thirds of it. I don't think we should give them any fucking more than that. No, no, and mm. and again, like I I, like I said me. when we weren't recording the genius stuff we were doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's just bitter comics hate listening to this podcast anyway. If you hate listen through two thirds of it, I like you. you might get some yeah. juicy details to hold against me at a later time. I like you, and that's why I don't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> yeah. comics who like me, the the few and far between. <laughs> I have too many enemies. <laughs> I've, I've, I've. Yeah, you sound like another friend of mine. It's I've right. just well, it's weird because I don't think I'm like I don't think of myself. As like a very adversarial type of guy, but apparently I am. I I've I've acquired so many enemies, <laughs> like true, like out inside and outside of comedy. Is it? Uh, yeah, but by enemy, do you mean like people who dislike you, or people who are actively working to uh, to keep prevent you from like your goals? Oh, I'm in I'm in a, I'm in a very serious, expensive lawsuit right now. <laughs> I said, I'm sure you can't talk about I, it. I, I wish I wish I could. I have jokes about it, but like I don't get into like the details. Is um, it, yeah. Is there a vague version you can get into? It just has there? to do with my documentary and uh, somebody who worked yeah, on you're it. You're suing Alu Bell. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was actually joking. I was actually joking with Al that because uh, Al used to be a lawyer. Yeah. And like, if you see my documentary, you know who Al is. It's like a hilarious person to picture doing law. I was like, we should make a sequel documentary where because I can't afford a lawyer, <laughs> you reactivate your law license and defend me. We'll call it legal. Legally Al. <laughs> nice. Mentally Al, legally Al. Legally like Al. That. The sequel. The sequel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Part of the fight of Legally Al will be fighting over the rights to Legally Al. With <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So And then, then I've got just, you know, a, a slew of seeming new, you, you, you know, as I was yeah. saying earlier, I got also comes with success. I think you had a documentary that was in like New York times and is like by all measures, like uh, a success critically. Definitely, and definitely. like, yeah, that I, I've never, I've seen people 
just beloved by like the open mic scene and shit and then they start to succeed and then all of a sudden they have haters and they never had haters before oh totally totally and i'm also a person that's a big hater yeah so it's, it's just like i <laughs> i can't be upset at having haters when i myself am guilty of being it's like i it's like i was saying in the unrecorded part earlier the juicy detail i got a phone call from somebody mm-hmm. and they said that i didn't know a comedian i don't know personally was aware of I don't even think they were aware of me. Um, sure, yeah. But uh, but they are now. And uh, and they called me, and one of the things he said was, he goes, I went through your Instagram, and I get who you are. You're just a bitter, jealous comic. And I was like, hey, <laughs> bitter, not jealous. Bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why we had to break the no repeating rule for yeah, that. Yeah, 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 because it was, it was yeah. fun. You laughed. <laughs> you should have seen Zach fell out of his uh, chair. Yeah. Fell out of his chair earlier when I made that <laughs> joke. But uh, but now that's how I discovered the mug. He um, refused to give me just a fake laugh <laughs> at the repeat at the repeating of the joke. Although you know it it's I chuckled. Do you feel like um? Well, I was saying this. This was something I uh, I posted about when I was doing your show on Friday. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Super oh, fun. Lots welcome. of great things came of that. I got I got a new joke from doing that show. Ooh, um, I'll tell you that in a sec. All right. Um, there's, not, there's nothing comedians love to hear than another comedian's new joke one-on-one. But this is a podcast. Yeah. We could do new as jokes. As long as it shines pals in a positive light. Oh, pals is the best. <laughs> like you go to, go to pals... I go to Pals sometimes just to see the hot girls there. I don't there, care about there, the comedy. There are beautiful women. <laughs> uh, yeah, there. Yeah. But um, but what was I going to say? Um, oh oh, Jackson Banks, who I've seen perform, I don't know how many times. Yes. And seen him do the same ten minutes. I don't know how many times. Not that Jackson doesn't constantly write new material and <laughs> didn't do materi- new material yeah, on yeah, the show, yeah. but I like Jackson's jokes so much yeah. that I'm excited to hear them every time. No, he's an excellent like the way he delivers it. Uh, every, I mean, you as well. You as well. When you do your Hitler or not your Hitler joke, the uh, the Jews in Hell joke. I Thank like, you. I, I like your Hitler joke too. But I got. Uh, I got, I got um, reprimanded by a friend of mine uh for uh he not reprimanded more just uh asked me to take a moment to think of the uh the discrimination jews do endure uh, oh for your hell joke yeah uh, for a while I've, I've i've been i've been talking a little about how i don't feel being jewish has hindered me in my life personally and i don't deny anti-semitism but just in uh my life and uh yeah it is um well this is a, here's here's actually i think this is a great topic because i feel like this Mm -hmm. there's nothing i hate more than when jews make cheap jokes about being jewish sure yeah and like but like i'm totally totally cool my experience jews always were the funniest about the jews and i always yeah i always loved i'm totally cool and i make a ton of jokes about being jewish i'm totally cool with a jew playing upon stereotypes about jews if it's clever and interesting and unexpected, which I feel like your hell joke is. That's so funny. It's like it's like if we've been going to hell for thousands of years, I gotta imagine we're running the place by now. That's yeah. a hilarious <laughs> take on it. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and it plays to. upon the stereotypes that we, you know, run what whatever we, we do, which I guess honestly, it's like we were all slaves in the Holocaust like uh seventy years ago and now <laughs> 
<laughs> now we're running shit again. So uh, there's some truth to it. Yeah, um, we're doing all right. Uh, um, I have a joke yeah. that uh, gay people too. We don't, uh, you know. <laughs> we don't. I have a joke about yeah, how if know. I had a nickel for every cheap Jew joke I heard at an open mic, yeah. I would start going to even more open mics. Keep collecting them sweet, sweet nickels. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I've heard that one. I like that. Joke. It's like again, it's yeah. it's it's do something clever. But like sometimes I see people up there. I, I also see a lot of non-Jews up there, and they'll say something like, uh, like they'll be talking about being cheap, like, don't mean to be all Jewy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm offended by lazy comedy in all forms. In all forms. But the yeah. funny thing to me is, it'll oftentimes be some of the most PC, East Side, like, woke, say, yeah. like woke hipster comics on the scene that'll make yeah. a joke about Jews and then everyone brushes it off. And I, I think we're the only minority you can make fun of because people feel like it's punching up. Sure. Yeah, there's we're the only We're, we're the only yeah. minority that it feels like it's punching up to attack. Yeah. Well, and well, if you're aggressively woke, I just don't think you're actually a compassionate person. Like, uh, you know, and I feel like when you say that, people think you're like anti-woke and those people fucking suck ass even more. But like just aggressively woke people who want to like be like, fucking tell people they can't say things and like dictate oh, shit I, I, I don't i see no compassion whenever i that. see a dude being like super feminist i'm like who did you rape <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I it's not necessarily true but it seems to be at about the same rate as yeah. like guys who aren't feminists because i feel like the whole notion was like it's like oh if men acted more like women and like talked about their emotions then they wouldn't have these problems and shit, and it's like the guys who did that, they still, like, ended up being creepy rapists. I don't have any actual numbers on it, but, like, I mean, th th who was the, um, the Jamie whatever, and the guy think, who was, like, think, on top think, of it, and then he went right-wing as soon as they turned on him? It's yeah. like, th these people are just opportunists. You'd think, you think you'd have the numbers, too, because you're Jewish, right? With <laughs> we love counting, and, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even remember how I got off on this tangent. Do you remember what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, my, my wonderful Jew joke. Oh, oh, liking liking hearing people's jokes. I remember like um, I was on a show once with Jim Gaffigan and people Ooh. like were shouting for him to do Hot Pockets. <laughs> and then he did Hot Pockets. And I was like, I was like, it's almost like being the Rolling Stones. And they're like, Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. But uh, it's more. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I mean, with music, it makes uh, it's more. It's so weird with a joke to like do a joke everyone already knows the punchline to. Like music, like there's that memory. It's like the memory brings back like all these, all the other like the stuff you associate with that song and like what it is to you. Like one of the th one of my favorite like kinds of music is shit from is uh, like soundtrack music mm -hmm. from movies and TV because I associate it with like things I really enjoyed and stories I really liked on top of liking the song. But and again, so, I do think but, a really great joke is still funny sure. to, hear, to hear, especially delivered by the person who delivers it the best. Yeah. But then, but it, I feel like then it's, it's just a different kind of an enjoyment where comedy is all about surprise. You know what it is? You know what I think it is, though? Here's, here's how I'll compare it. It's kind of like... The joy I get in watching a comedian tell a joke I already know mm -hmm. is kind of like I'm more enjoying watching the people around me that haven't heard the joke yeah. enjoy it. And I get to enjoy it with them. It's kind of like showing a friend my favorite movie. Totally. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, I'll sometimes watch the movie on my own. And I've watched I've watched multiple stand-up specials multiple yeah. times um, because I love them and they just like – 
Yeah, they're, they're, I get I get something out of it watching it again and again. But it's more exciting. But we're comedy, to watch it. Yeah, with somebody. but we're comedy nerds. Yeah, and but yeah, also like um, yeah, and you just get you can learn like you can see like how like they make the you know everything they did to make the punchline work so well and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, I'd still rather like take a friend to see a com- one of my favorite comedians do a set that I've never seen either, and we can just enjoy it together. Like I, although I, there are there yeah. are sometimes I remember so like um, so I made the movie about Al yeah and like Al's like my favorite comic or at least like right up there sure um, I think he's like a true artist and uh, I've taken people to see him a bunch of times and blown their minds yeah but then I feel like he had a really rough set the night that like I had like my show slash semi premiere of the movie sure. and all these people who'd watch the movie and came to see him was like I don't see why Josh likes this guy <laughs> so much and it's like yeah. everyone has a rough set sometimes and it was like a weird situation that like mm-hmm. I'd put him in I, I didn't it didn't quite occur to me that like you know people had seen some of the bits from the film there's a certain aspect to like who is this guy when you see him yeah that, like yeah. has an effect and it's like it's like there wasn't as much mystery around him in it um but like but like I've seen Al knock multiple people out of their seat, and mm-hmm. I'm not even saying that hyperbolically. I've seen him like I've seen multiple people fall out of their chair <laughs> and be on the ground for like a solid minute laughing Jesus. from seeing him because he can be that funny. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when he did my show a month later, a bunch of people who had come to that were there and were like, "Al was so much funnier this time." Oh, <laughs> it was, and it was like interesting to see. Interesting. Um, maybe it was because it was all people had seen your movie. Like you were saying, it's the crowd helps. It's like I think it's a lot. Um, like I can watch a special I've seen before with friends, and like if we're all laughing, it's good. Um, where I'm less likely to laugh out loud by myself as I am like the first time I see it. And I'll say also trickier that a lot of the people who were at that show were really more there for me than Al. Mm. So me opening for him, kind of like they had gotten what they came for oh, and now God. they had to sit there for another 40 yeah. minutes to watch uh it's Al such a perform it's such a bum isn't it like the word like when you get like just when you invite friends to shows and it's like they're like what time are you going on it's like all right yeah, don't yeah. come yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not do you know where you are on the lineup <laughs> yeah fucking i also hate watch it watch 80 minutes of fucking comedy a top <laughs> a top thing i one of my top hated things is when i'm running a show I will get just like 30 messages from people like as I'm setting up for the show asking me questions that are on my flyer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. What time is it? Where is it at? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, just look at the thing that has all the info on it. I also just hate being asked questions in general. It's funny. This Yeah, I wasn't thrilled that you said that I booked that show. I don't... Oh, that's oh. my show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like. I enjoy being part don't, of it. Don't worry. I know no one. Nobody watches I this, get. actually, except for the angry comics who <laughs> will hit you up, up about being yeah. on the show. Um, um, I, <laughs> I truly, actually, only I booked. Um, I book like two out of five people on each show. Probably it's mostly Pow. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But uh, you know, I'm yeah, just, I would have uh, never yeah. gotten on the show if it was Zach booking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah. um, yeah. But. Uh, but I do think, but it is also interesting. It's like, it's weird. I, I sometimes feel like even in other comics' minds, you're only as good as you were the last time they saw you. 
Like, do you mm. ever feel that? Like, like even though you know, mm. even though you know, it's like it's like I've had people who like thought I was great, and then they came and saw me like on one night I bombed, and I feel like I watched their whole attitude towards me, like like shift a little bit. Do you ever feel that? Um, I definitely have, like uh, especially like right after a bad set, mm. but um, ultimately I just. Uh, I, I, I go into a little ego, and I just, you know, I, I like to remind myself that I believe I'm funny, and yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, um, I don't know, yeah, I more early on, and then it's like the more people know you, and the more you, the more times you do well, the more that just, like, sinks in, and, like, if you can really, uh, you know. Well, we're all gonna, it's, 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 I always love when people say you gotta have the bombs to appreciate the crushes. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. no, not at all, no, not pro- at all. I would pro- be, I would, I would le- genuinely and legitimately yeah. be happy if I only crushed for the rest of my life. Yeah, crushing feels amazing. It has no matter nothing, what, it has nothing to do with knowing what a bomb feels like. You only appreciate the good sex when you <laughs> accept yeah. the getting raped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. no. That's- no, yeah. I would be happy only having good sex for the rest of my life and never being raped again. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I honestly hadn't appreciated how good I have it, but uh, yeah, it's, it is better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also saying that, like, I feel like stand-up. Uh, maybe you won't want to say. I said stand-up and sex are kind of similar because it's like you got to embarrass yourself in front of a bunch of people before you're any good at either. Sure. Yeah, but I mean that's like one of the hackiest premises. What? <laughs> well, not. Why is that the hackiest premise? Like my first time doing stand-up was like my first time having sex. Haven't you heard that a thousand times? Oh no, I haven't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, fucking hate to break it to you. But you know one what? You know what? I'm going to tell you something that <laughs> yeah. the reason is I don't listen to anyone. Yeah, oh, that's. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what. That's what's made me enjoy stand-up more is because I used to be fucking miserable going to these open mics. I feel like I hate the. Like in this when you know, especially when I'm like I go, I'm excited to do a new bit at like the improv or something. Um, and then it's just the bucket and it's like as they pull each name, like you it just chips away at a little hope. Every three minutes you're like the idea that you're going up becomes less and less possible. And, well, it's not, and both it becomes yeah. both less and less possible and you less and less wanna get pulled. Yeah, a hundred percent. Why would it's, it's like yeah. a double it's both it's both you feel like you're not going to get up, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point you start hoping you're not going to get up. Yeah, you get a shitty attitude. Yeah, and like then you're, and then it, then it's like when you actually do get pulled. And for me, it was it didn't just used to be a shitty attitude. It would be I would get fucking drunk as hell. <laughs> and then, and then I got it done because like I I learned to do stand up on two drinks, and like it. So when I first got sober, I had to like learn how to do stand up sober, and I thought I was never going to be funny. Stand ups are the living embodiment of that foreign film, uh, Another Round. Did you see that movie? No. <laughs> I don't oh, watch oh dude, films. you would love it. You would love it. You would love it. <laughs> okay. It's about it's about this group of teachers yeah. who's like, what if we're all just a little drunk? Always, ah, that rocks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an experiment because they're like yeah. they're like we're our best selves after like one drink. Right, right. What right. if we can just maintain that it's, at yeah. all times? It's so funny because I it's like I've learned so many times that it's not the case. But like once I have like three drinks in me, I'm like, oh, this is I'm 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 loose. I'm talking. I'm social. I'm like, well, more drinks is more of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find I'm gonna be the funnest man in the world by the end of tonight. I find I'm act. I think I'm yeah. actually my best at stand up 
totally sober. Oh, me too. And it's so much more. You can replicate it so much more easily. You can do. You can. You figure out what's funny, and you can do it. I'm again looser and, and more present. A lot of people think like the one yeah. beer or the two drinks will make you looser yeah. and more present. Yeah. No, I am looser and more present when yeah. I'm totally stone sober. Well, if you're a, if, but if you're a f- blackout drunk alcoholic, uh, then when you do that set sober, you you feel like shit because you're just in, <laughs> you're in between you're you're just over well, a hangover you're going and through, you're going bet- through the yeah, withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. So, but yes, no. Once like once you're like comfortable sober on stage, it's it's the best way to do it. Stand up has really helped me understand too how people become alcoholics because you first off, I drink more when I'm doing stand up. Yeah. Than well, at any other time, because I'm I out. Will, I'm out at bars with friends yeah. every night. I'm not, yeah. I'm not at. I don't. I don't go to bars outside of stand up ever. <laughs> I drank two drinks. Yeah. During the entire pandemic, during the entire lockdown, Word. I've had two nights off drinking since I got out. <laughs> no, I, I don't feel more than that, but um. But, uh, anyway, but what I was saying is now because like, I'm yeah. getting booked every fucking <laughs> night, and there were two nights I didn't get booked. <laughs> uh, no, not true. Oh, yeah. oh that would have been great. Though. <laughs> no, but I am doing well. I am nice. getting. I am getting. Me too. A lot. I feel like I've been getting booked more too. It's nice. Um, what I was gonna say is when I go to those mics now and stuff, my attitude is uh, I'm probably not gonna get up. I'm just gonna get here, and I'm, I'm gonna watch comedy, and I'm gonna try to enjoy it. I'm not gonna try to guess punchlines or anything like that. I'm just gonna let him hit me and just try to enjoy it as that person intends to present it. And you know, sometimes it's still kind of miserable, but it's a much uh, like. Yeah, it's just it's a much more enjoyable uh, way to handle it than when I was like, oh, I'm, I got to get up like tonight because yeah. Well, I still relentlessly go to open mics. Me too. Like yeah, yeah. I, um, and I, well, I just want to get keep getting better at stand up. Me too. I would too, much me rather too. do that. And at I, a club, I do but. feel like there is an aspect of like when I go to an open mic that's full of brand new comics, they see you. <laughs> I guess this is going to sound real bad. Um, they see you as like an equal to them sort of at first for being there. Sure. Where I'm like, I've been doing this for. Yeah, well, do you remember when you first so came here? So many years. Like, weren't, didn't you feel pretty desperate for friendship? What did I say? I, I have, I did a, I, for like a period of time, I was doing uh, Edelman tips, like parodying the Goldman tips on, uh, oh, yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And like one of them was like, um, uh, if you're new to stand-up, make sure not to laugh at any of the older comics jokes. <laughs> it's a great way to let them know you're already better than them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, uh, hate any, I, 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 and I, I'm guilty of this in the past, but I don't like anyone who thinks they're like too cool for the room in any extent. New, old, whatever. None of us are. You like me. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In spite of yourself. Well, yeah. well then my other <laughs> joke, my, my counter to that is like, don't be nice to new comics. <laughs> There's no chance they're going to be the one who makes it. And this business is all about having enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. That yeah. being said, I have a great deal of that. Is, uh, yeah. I mean, I do like to be nice to people, but also I'm such a bad judge of latent talent, like someone who's going to be good who's not yet. I never see it coming. Oh, I feel like I do get a set. I, I, I actually do. <laughs> I do think I'm a good comedy, like. A lot of people I've. Yeah. Like, mm. like, coach in a way. I don't know. Nice. Like, coach like I see a lot of what's. You're not someone who I see a lot of things wrong with. Um, not that, not that, yeah. not that both of us couldn't be getting better and like, like, yeah. and continually are, but like, I see someone, I'm like, like, 
I helped out a guy the other day, and I was like, hey, man, your writing is great. Stop being so worried about it not being great on stage. And it was like, he was just so nervous. And I'm like, these jokes are funny, but he's just up there terrified. And I felt like me saying that, because he did also, I mean, you know, he he did recognize me as like somebody that had been doing it a while and had like a little bit of like looking up to. Next time Mm -hmm. I saw him, he was so much more chill on stage. Oh, good. And it was like, it was like so much better, so much improved. A lot of people, I think, just their main thing is. Because yeah. they know they're ner- that person knows he's nervous on stage. You're not nervous. giving him any news, but he does know he's a good writer, probably. <laughs> like, he might think he might be. He knows he's funny to himself if he's new. But, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. No, that's. Or, I like, think. I'll see people, uh, like, um, I'll see people who I think are so present and so loose and so mm-hmm. in the moment, and their writing's not great, mm-hmm. and I'm just, like, Keep going on stage. Keep like noting the things you're saying when you're up there and being loose and like and like write those down after yeah. and like build your act that way. And also just try being loose on stage. Like, you know, there's people like Jeremiah Watkins who I remember I would go to Roast Battle and watch him do stand up before mm-hmm. um the Roast Battles in the Belly Room and he'd be doing like material he'd written and I'd be like, I don't think he I didn't think he was that good. And then I would see him on shows and he would just I like crushes, yeah. improvise his entire 30 minute set and it would be mind blowing. He's one of the people I'm most in awe of in mm-hmm. all of the scene. Yeah. Jeremiah, like seeing him just get up there, it is a brand new experience every time he gets on stage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's almost always great. Yeah, he's great. Was, I thought I thought uh, he was like the best part of uh, Kill Tony, too, like uh, and everything. Um, totally, totally, totally. Um, yeah. You know, there there'd be great there'd be great guests on there too. Sometimes, but I don't know. I just thought every week in and week out they were hilarious on that. And I think there's like an interesting thing, like like I very much feel in a way like I'm always trying to find a way to be good at every aspect of comedy, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. But I think it's also good to know your role and your strength and what you're best at. Yeah, and remind yourself. You don't always have to be everything. Yeah, you can get better. You want to strength. You want to be well rounded and strength and stuff. Like I'm, I'm. I was a better uh, writer before performer, and like, but I try to focus on aspects of my performance. But you want to, I, I have to know what I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not going to be some crazy physical all over the place performer and stuff. And um, but like, there are absolutely ways that I can improve the performance of what I am on stage mm-hmm. and everything. And it comes from a lot of the same places. It's just a less extreme uh, take of it. And I think it's interesting. You know, I, I watch a lot of, like, seasoned comics, and, and they'll give advice or, like, say what people should do. And I always think the funny thing is I find them oftentimes wrong about what they're saying because they're telling you how to be like them instead of telling you how to be like you. Yeah. Um, but But you can also – learn from the things they're saying if you apply like what your similarities are like i seinfeld says trust the material mm-hmm. seinfeld's a hundred percent trust the material totally no matter what the room is get up there and do the act you have written and i think there's a lot of value in that i remember like i remember being on a show once and everyone was kind of like just doing crowd work mm-hmm. and i felt a ton of pressure to go up 
and do crowd work. Uh, I always want to be. If I can, I always want to be different than the rest of the well, people. Well, this was it was a thing I learned because I felt like all this pressure to like kind of do what it felt like the room was doing to mm-hmm. kind of keep the was train, it working? Really? Was the was it, the crowd work like were people killing or kind of? It was all going okay, okay. and mine went okay, and mm-hmm. then the person right after me went up and just did their set, and they loved it. Yeah, of course. And like, and I was, and it, it was yeah. a moment. It was like a real moment it's, of like. Yeah. Do the material sometimes. If that's what's happening, do it. Um, uh, I don't know if this is going to be like a um, people turn on me story, but I, I think about this a lot. When Brody Stevens passed away, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Brody's unbelievably hilarious. Yeah. Um, somebody told a story like, I remember this one time. It was like headliner after headliner just bombing in this room. And then Brody got up and he murdered. And I was like, yeah, but you're making it sound like Brody's always murdering. There are plenty <laughs> of times where Brody's on a show where headliner after headliner is crushing. Brody gets up and everyone's like, "What the fuck was that?" Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, very, that's very funny intro. Yeah. So it's just like it's like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he is, yeah. Brody was. I think the takeaway from that was Brody was very uniquely funny, and where other people would fail, he could succeed. Where like the best. I mean, that's still a, a testament to him. Where totally, the where totally. He's the best comics, you know, headliners. Couldn't figure out how to win this crowd. His like his uniqueness was able to like come through in there, and he was able to figure out a way to win a crowd where the best comics couldn't. And he gave them yeah. a good time. I mean, it's funny when I did uh, when I did my Giggleverse show the other day. Mm-hmm. Almost every single person that I talked to after the show had a different person that was their favorite comic on oh, the that's show. Fun. Yeah, there was like there was like no unanimous. Yeah, this person was the best. Mine, I get a lot of the pe- a lot of people have mine, but, but my mine's Norm Macdonald. But then when other people say, I'm like, yeah, but not like me. Like, I think <laughs> I think I love him more. But <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, do you love Norm more than me? I don't know. I I mean, he's not even your favorite comic. Yes, he is. Al, you said Al is. I well, Al Al is too. Well, then I love Norm more than you. It's not a split decision. He, your, yours is yours is Norm. I, yeah. I actually, it's funny. I was talking to Al the other day, <laughs> and I was saying to Al that like my two um, kind of underground favorite comics growing up were him and the Amazing Jonathan. Nice. And he asked me, he was like, uh, "Well, which of us did you prefer?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I guess the way I'd put it, Al, is like you're my favorite comic." To bring people to see, to see how they react to you, and you're my favorite comic. But if someone asked, if someone was like, "Josh, take me out for a good time," I'm more mm-hmm. confident they're gonna have a good time at Amazing Jonathan's That's funny. show. Yeah, yeah. I uh, get that. <laughs> <laughs> and like for me, I think Norm is the funniest person of all time. Like think, as far yeah. as like stand-up comedian, I just think Norm's the funniest person i think al is the most unique and brilliant artistic comedian i've ever seen norm just in everything you do like norm's panel there's no one there's no one that even comes close to norm on panel oh yeah no it's insane he's so funny but i mean it's a, he brings so much to panel. It's his own unique way, and it's kind of harder to see the minutia of it because it's so abrasive. But I mean, Bill Burr crushes on on I any would, late night. Well, well Bill top. Burr, like, like if you asked me to pick like my top three favorite big time comics, yeah, it's Norm Burr and Chappelle. 
Word. Rock makes it for me. Not to not to shoehorn that in there, <laughs> but for Chris Rock is like. Would you pick Chris Rock over Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Yeah. Why Why Chiss Rock over Chappelle? Bigger and Blacker was my first comedy CD I ever had. I listened to it every night for like three years. I still love it. I still killing and killing then, him softly yeah. was like was the, was like the blow my mind special. Oh, it's yeah, unreal. Um, Kill the messengers like so so. Um, but um, I, it still is one of my favorite jokes about the dentist in his neighborhood. Um, and then, but I, his new one, it says, uh, I I think um, <laughs> getting um, cheating on his wife and and uh, getting divorced from his wife is amazing for his stand up comedy. <laughs> um, his new one, like the first half, because he had just got him back, kind of like mm-hmm. to I think really like going at it and um the second half hour of that was about him cheating on his wife and like the the whole tambourine analogy and everything what's well, and that's s- brilliant and raw and it's so good but i had watched him at the comedy store do a full hour of that and it was all good and i was because his first half hour of that uh, anyway is like a little um it was just i just don't think he was around comedy as much and it was just jokes like you'd hear like around it was like covering like the common topics because i think he wanted to get into it a little more gently you can't he, you know, he wants to, and it probably made, and it probably does make sense, like for like a regular audience, not comedy nerds, to like just do these like, joke, like be funny about like more broad topics. I'm actually trying to get more jokey and less uh, personal and raw really? until I, I want to get a fan base first because I think I can do. I, I like, I just see it. Um, so many people, and I, I, I think I have really good jokes about traumatic well, I'd experiences. Say, I'd say, I'd say this. You can really turn off a crowd and never get them back. Sometimes I'll definitely give you this. You're to me more norm like than I am. Oh, th- thank, you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, no, yeah. just like, like I think you fall more into that camp of like pure, like. Pure joke always. Oh yeah, I love like punchline. no seriousness yeah. ever. I, mean, I was such a. I was like, I don't. I, I feel like yeah. I can 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 sometimes become self serious. Yeah. Like my teen years, I would go on to newjoke.com and like it was just a site with just you just constantly would just get new jokes and they'd repeat eventually. But I would just every day after school would be on there for like three hours. Like I, I'm such a I have such a boner for jokes. Like to me, you and McKiernan in a different way are the two most norm like comics oh. in uh Well thank you. In 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 our class. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, because you want to be unique be and like everything, your, your obviously. Your and I th- and I, do, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- like Norm's obviously. No, no, no I'm saying yeah. I'm saying you're Norm. I'm not saying no, no, you are doing what he's doing. Okay, but well, there's but there's an irreverent sense. There's a wink and a because I think I think one of the things that really made Norm was the wink and the smile. Totally, like it's way funnier if you're in on it. Uh, he's you, yeah. he's up on stage and there's a wink and a smile and Norm. There's a there's a little. Gl- glimmer in norm's eye that like that like he's mischievous yeah. there's like you and him have this sort of mischievous quality to yes, each I've other called uh n- wait not I forget what the word is. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, comics have said, like, Norm's, like, the best comic to watch bomb. It's because, like, they're in on the joke and the audience is in. And, he's, and I love Norm's take on it where he's, like, it's just it's so funny to him, the, the idea that he's on stage trying to make him laugh and they just, like, hate him. <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's, it's like, I mean, it's like I, only ca- I only came up here to try to make you laugh. And, yeah, they just, uh, and he's so smart. I mean, like, like. I listened to his book on tape. I'm sure you did. You listen to it? Read I it? read it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. I hear it's great to listen. It's to. It's great to listen to because he does I it. I, I was, yeah. I was like, I was like, I could read this and I'll probably hear Norm's voice in my mm-hmm. head while I'm reading it. But 
why not just actually yeah. hear it? and it's so it's like it's such an irreverent book totally beautifully written wonderfully written it's like it's written like a great novelist would write a book and it's just total nonsense yeah which is by the way that's how i feel about uh danny mcbride television shows they're mm. like brilliantly written like amazing story amazing character development with just arcs. nonsense yeah arcs i mean eastbound and down is just a crazy odyssey as he says but like and that but yeah and there's there's just so much ridiculousness that you almost don't even see the brilliance in it but like even watching hitler's dog mm-hmm. it's like the one such a wink and a smile throughout yeah. the special Two, just the way he paints every joke is yeah. it's so like like literary yeah and and but at the same time even though it even though it is so clearly written it still feels like he's just talking to totally. you. It's it's like it's like one of the most masterful all around experiences the, the, there is. The bummer for me about Hitler's joke, Hitler's, Hitler's dog, dog, is that it was the set that he bombed. Yeah, the most. yeah. Not like just, he like he, claims it's like the worst. Yeah, it was the he did it thirty two times, and that was the thirty second best one. And that's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, I love these jokes, and I've seen him do better. Like really, that fucking, I, it's like funny because I just love it. Like I the, die. I like right after he died, I watched it again, and I just. Oh, couldn't stop laughing. I, I just, I, I think the jokes are incredible, and it's still one of my top ones. But me doing stand up, it's like the jokes are so good. That's the name of his album. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> me doing, I just, the jokes are so good. I'm such a genius. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm quite possibly the greatest comedian yeah. of all time. How can I like Norm when there's me doing stand up? Um, no, but um, that album, that hour, and I have a theory about it that I want to tell you. Um, is, I, I just want to pause and say, yeah. like, of all my Jew Rogaine experience episodes, yeah. this is <laughs> the one that's most like the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, so what do you think about the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> think the government's implanting chips in us? I trust Are aliens real? <laughs> Was tr- Norm an yeah. alien? Yes. The, Alex yeah. Jones is on to something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, Beta brain. Uh, yeah. But I just thought the bits were amazing, and they crushed, mm-hmm. and and it was so dark, and they crushed. Um, but like, cause I like that on his like last stand-up appearance on Letterman, that um, that Germany, uh, like, who are you? Who uh, they picked the world? Who do you think you are, Mars or something? That, <laughs> that crushed so hard, like I thought I deserved to. And like he had a line before it kind of crushed, and then that one kind of got a weak reply. And um, yeah, it was just I I just would have preferred it if it was a crusher of a set. But it, the jokes It's are just so funny because it just doesn't feel like it's not to me. Hard. Um, <laughs> it just it just makes like it. Yeah. Hitler's dog is one of my favorite specials. Me too. But um, I just but just me doing stand up I think is the best hour of comedy ever. And I need to watch me do. It's been a long time since I watched me doing yeah. stand up. I'll, I'll give it another so, watch. So watch it with this theory in mind because um, me doing stand up was 2012. He recorded in 2011. They said he was going through cancer for about 10 years. Um, uh, or nine years, which puts his diagnosis as a little after that special. But I kind of think it was a little before, and he was because he talks about like his uncle Bert getting diagnosed with bowel cancer, and it's oh, like yeah. uh, the brave the, battle. The, the, Old man used to be able; to, someone could just get I old I and saw die. Him do that live. I actually, I think he was talking about himself because he yeah. always said he would never record a special because uh, Jay Leno told him it's selling your jokes cheap. And he finds out he's going to have this. He decides he's not going to get treatment, and he's like, "I need something for posterity." And he and he fucking and he has then he has all this stuff about death right then that's too. Funny. That's it's, so funny. It's how Al feels too. But I am trying to record a special for. 
Al because yeah. I'm like, we need it for posterity. Al. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like that was I mean, more, I've got yeah. so many of his sets taped, but mm-hmm. like I don't have like a beautifully filmed special for him yet, and I yeah. really, really want one. Oh, that'd uh, be great. At mm-hmm. least just for the posterity, even if I never release it mm-hmm. until he dies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you sick fuck! You're gonna be a, you're gonna die a starving artist, so I can be rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! I would, I would, I would gladly, yeah. gladly release it while he's alive, as, but it long, as them, long as yeah. he wanted to. Yeah, but the offers won't be high enough until he dies. Totally, totally. <laughs> Al, think about how much money we could get. Yeah. Your estate <laughs> will make. He yeah. would joke around regularly while we were doing the documentary, if I died, it'll be great for your movie. I'll be like, don't die, Al. <laughs> yeah, I like that you guys have like that friendship, too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to die. <laughs> I don't Man, care where do you find that kind of friendship? The I don't want you to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very rare between comedians. <laughs> for real. <laughs> One of my jokes right out of the pandemic was um, a truth. Truth, okay. Adding to my list of enemies, I got accused of uh, calling the cops yeah. on open micers that were still doing mics during the pandemic. Yeah. And my joke was, anyone who knows me knows I'd never do anything to get in the way of other comedians killing themselves. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was a. Man, the comedy scene was fractured. It's still, everything's fractured. Everything's nuts. Mm -hmm. What's crazy, going back to the thing I called you to come over here to record (laughs) the podcast about, which we've talked about 0% because we wasted it all on the 10 minutes we we (laughs) didn't record, is um, what's crazy is how many people are defending Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock. Like, how is... How is there anyone who thinks it's okay to physically assault a comedian on stage for telling a joke? I'll tell you who I noticed very much has Will Smith's back. Who? Black women. Black women? Yeah, because <laughs> he joked about her hair. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Haddish defended Will Smith. It's Yeah, because it's, um, and I... You know, and this is just speaking in generalities and with no fucking sense of expertise. I don't hold me to anything or the but way like, um, the way you yeah. s- the way Will Smith responded yeah. to Chris Rock's joke. You'd think he touched her hair, yeah. which well, he couldn't. I, yeah. Well, I think because uh, she has w- black women ha- <laughs> hate jokes about their hair. That and, and good joke went unacknowledged. Sorry. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he couldn't touch her hair. <laughs> sorry. You'd think Chris Rock yeah. touched her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. I think black people can touch each other's hair. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But I also think black... You'd wo- think I yeah. touched her hair, <laughs> but which I would th- never do because it's impossible. <laughs> True, it's gone. <laughs> I um, One of the benefits of... Um, what if, how mush- great would it have been if Will Smith just came through my door right now and slapped me. What if, like, whenever a comedian makes a joke about yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith Will anymore, someone there. appears and yeah. slaps them? I also love that comedian take of, oh, it's open season on comics now to get, like, hit on stage. It's like, no, it's not. That's like saying comedy, like, gives open season to, like, hate speech or some bullshit like I that. got nearly attacked once. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. It was such a good joke, too. It was before Will Smith did this, though. <laughs> but, oh, oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my joke was <laughs> I was doing a joke. I was like um, talking about how whether or not size matters yeah. for um, for gay guys. Mm. I was like, because size matters for women. Like, like, yeah. like a five inch penis is better than a four inch penis. And I pointed to a woman. Oh. I went right. And she goes, yeah. And I went, 
cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then her boyfriend wanted to attack me for calling that's so his funny. girlfriend a cunt. That's so funny. Well, isn't that a great joke? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> four five inches by four inch. Um, yeah. Yes. Kind and then, but <laughs> the other thing I think is I think black women were very happy to have a black man defend a black woman because uh, I I feel like they th- they wh- like rhetoric yeah, I not, heard is not, there's a lack the of black women sitting right behind Will Smith. Did you see her face the whole time? Yeah, not sure. the Williams <laughs> sisters. Did you see their face when <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, no, giving his speech? Way to just. R- the fucking Williams sisters really, really like can't have anything not ruined for them. Oh, that was so. Dude, did you see that? Uh, the one director who like sh- like was uh, the woman who directed the uh, the gay cowboy movie, not uh, not the oh old oh, one, oh oh where, she, where she was where Sam Elliott. Because I had she's, to compete with men. Yeah, she's like Sam Elliott's a little bitch, and then she's like, "Sorry, Williams sisters, I had to beat the men. Like you were impressive, but I had to beat men. It's like not a physical sport, <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, like also there you're." You're born to a, also, she was born to a fucking theater family. Like that's such an exclusive kind of rich too. Like I a theater also family. I love how much she like realized how bad her joke was as she was saying it. Mm-hmm. As a comedian, I know <laughs> the exact like 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 uh, a- affect to a joke yeah. when like you realize you're saying something terrible yeah. as you say. I had a, literally earlier in the day I had that happen to me. Again, here's the problem. The G.I. Jane joke seemed rift. Yeah, totally. Like he was was talking about Will Smith. He looks over. And when you're a comedian, you sometimes just... I talk about, like, being in the flow state. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, people, like... Someone like... Like, I've realized this recently. I've gotten... I feel like I've gotten much better at riffing recently. Mm -hmm. And... I now know what people like will say, like, how do you think of things so quickly? Yeah. And I go, you don't. Yeah, half the times I riff, I'm like, oh fuck, that might have been kind of offensive. Well, no, you uh, yeah. don't. You're not thinking. It's just yeah. like it's just like you're you're suddenly in it, and words are just coming out of you. Yeah. It's it's like it's like what people say about the muse. It's the muse speaking. And I was doing a joke, and I did a joke about pot brownies, and there was this very clearly autistic guy in the audience. Yeah. That was just cracking up at the joke and like in such a loud way. I go, looks like this guy took too many pot brownies. Yeah. And then I was like, Ugh, that, was <laughs> yeah. that wasn't that was probably not good. But I just wasn't thinking. It was just this guy was going nuts and looked. Yeah. And then I realized like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, but I feel, I feel like that's that's the you know, that's the danger of it but you feel remorse and that's that uh, to me that's good enough honestly. i did feel remorse yeah I, to me that's good enough people fuck up people make mistakes i'm all about forgiveness and shit but there's not mm. enough forgiveness no like that's the thing i hate about the public apologies is like just but I, I, i'm all for apologizing but not to people who aren't interested in forgiveness yeah and, that's the thing like 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 yeah. it's like it's a two-way street it's like. weird the apology almost feels worthless because it's like half of the people don't think you should apologize Mm -hmm. and the other half aren't going to accept it yeah there's always like the top voted comment is like there's a right way to apologize and this isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) there's never there i've always said if i ever got canceled if you know first off i always say in order to get canceled you have to first get picked up 
Mm-hmm. So I always think it's funny, like when you see some nobody yeah. comic yeah. worried about getting canceled, it's like, hey, hey, hate to break it to you, <laughs> you haven't been picked up. Well, Jackson Banks has such a funny joke oh, about what's that. What's his? It's like he's like, um, it's a similar thing. You have to get big. He's like, he's like, how will I know when I made it when I've been brought to justice for my crimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, I was, I was doing a show, and there was a comic on stage who uh, yelled at somebody for filming him on his phone, <laughs> on their phone. Yeah. Get <laughs> I get it. I get not wanting to be filmed. I went up after him, though, and I was like, hey, if you want, you're welcome to film my set. What's the worst that can happen? I get discovered? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never <laughs> It's like, what's the, what's the worst that's going to – nobody knows who I am. You're going to post this online, and people are going to find out who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I can't get canceled. I'm like, Louie right now is touring Europe. I can't do a show in Vegas because I can't afford the gas. Yeah, we're at a, no, we're at a place where bad publicity would be like the best thing that's ever happened in our career. <laughs> um, so, so I'm just like, in order to get canceled, you have to get picked up. So I've always said, if I was to get canceled, I assume one that I've been successful enough to get canceled. Hopefully, I have a lot of money, and I'm just gonna go. All right, I'm out. <laughs> it's been a good ride. Yeah. I will see y'all later. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my No butt. apology, just like yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I like stupid jobs. I could I could if I got if I was done, I could do another job and well, just get over it. I also it. think it's funny like when people say Louie wasn't canceled. I'm just like uh, I'm like I'm like I'm like, okay, let's let's break this down for a second. First off, what the hell is Louie going to do to support himself other than stand-up? First off, is he going to go work at Trader Joe's? He could absolutely have a job. He could absolutely work a job. Louie's a smart, competent person. He edits all his own sure, stuff. Sure, he, he's sure, absolutely but, but it's able just, to it's just out. weird. It's just weird to have this extremely famous person yeah. doing, like, well, it's funny. It's just their their own argument fucking jumps back in their face where it's like, oh, it's it's not canceling. It's public opinion. It's like, no, you're weaponizing a few people's opinion. But now public opinion is he's not canceled. He can't do like these movies. He can't do shows in these places. He can't be on TV. But he still has people buying his special. And he he's got nominated to, for a Grammy. He's <laughs> able to release his own special on his own platform. No one's putting him in movies. No one's putting him on TV. He certainly was canceled yeah. to a degree. Well, no, I mean, but it's just people are just in intentionally obtuse and there's no point in arguing with them like it's, it's just it, every crime is the ultimate crime yeah yeah and nothing and and it's not canceling because it's never as bad as the crime which is just a like i there, i think it's very rare that we're like someone gets it was sort of a life sentence where we're like oh yeah that uh that equals uh that horrible thing you did it's not a th- yeah anyway uh chris rock though um dude i thought I don't. I mean, I I kind of get like I just everything that's been happening in Will Smith's wife and wife and shit with his wife and everyone making fun of him. I get where uh, like maybe it was a boiling point and shit. And I don't think it was the right thing to do. You shouldn't be violent. Um, but just Chris Rock's a tough motherfucker. I think he took it. He wasn't even because you've seen I've seen videos. He of, was like, a little con- bit. He was a little bit um, like. I don't as, think as, so. And, no, if yeah. you watch like right after, he's yeah. like stumbling his he's, words, and but it's like it's like, what yeah. do you even do? Yeah. What do you even do he's, in that moment? You yeah. got to give out the award. 
yeah. well he's shocked a little he's like he just I mean, seems his a little immediate confused. reaction was great his yeah. immediate reaction was yeah great. and even when he was like this is gonna be the best this is like the best top moment in television but like uh yeah no i mean like it didn't even like send him back he didn't like you know, like most people's instincts would be like to try to like get aggressive back well, and stuff. Like you see other comics get attacked. Not and they'll either fight or they'll be completely disheveled and like kind of have to get off stage. Not to toot my own horn. Yeah. <laughs> not to toot my own horn. But maybe this is just pure comics instinct. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I do this joke, but this is just a real true story. Yeah. I was walking home from a hike during the pandemic texting someone. And a homeless guy ran up to me and just haymakered me out of the blue. <laughs> really? Haymakered <laughs> me in the side of the face. Jesus. And and this and I swear this is what I said. I went, hey, six feet, asshole. Nice. Very funny. <laughs> that yeah. was that was that was my that yeah. was my instinctual reaction. Yeah. I didn't get into a fighting stance. I didn't even think to fight. I just made that joke or actually wanted him to get six feet away from me? I don't know. That's just what I said. Well, my, here's, here's what I'll uh, counter. Because, like, usually what I see, like, there's a video of Jim Jeffries getting attacked, and you can... The laugh right after is kind of easy because it's such a unfunny moment. Kind of like how this brand is so... I sound Did Jim so Jeffries weird. freak out? No, he's just, like, he made a quick comment. He's like, oh, I think it's just hard to get in the mode of, like, thinking about jokes, like, your jokes and shit after that. And he just... Uh, so he's just so he like said a couple things and I was like, all right, I'm not really gonna do the rest of this. Set. I'm just that was weird. I'm gonna get off stage now. I don't feel like it. Um, and just Chris Rock was just stayed right in comedian mode. I think the first joke is do is like pretty doable because it's like something sh- so shocking happened. It's like best moment in, yeah, best moment in television. Like six feet, like six feet asshole is funny, but like it's especially funny in that situation. Yeah. You know where it's like it's. You just don't expect humor there at all, and like, yeah, no, it's a great, that's that's hilarious. It was, but I I, like, I don't actually even know if I was joking. Yeah, I just might have been that intense about (laughs) about the pandemic and the like. I don't know, like, it's just what I said. Yeah, that's so funny. How uh, uh, did he? Did you have a bruise or anything? Or he punched of? me right, like where my hair—the one oh, spot okay. I still have hair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it didn't even hurt that bad, but he yeah. did wind up. Yeah, he it might did, have it fucking did hurt knock his hands. me down. <laughs> I did fall down. Word. Um. Did he say anything? No, he went away. He ran away. <laughs> I had a guy take a swing on me uh, when I was running on a like I first moved here. I was running on like Hollywood. Boulevard, which is kind of a busy street to be running at. <laughs> a guy just took a swing at me. I ducked under it and just turned around. Oh, I've been I've been attacked like, a few times. I always say the homeless problem. Nothing makes me feel more Republican than the homeless problem in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I fucking hate Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like I want Giuliani in prison or in the L.A. mayor's office. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and no, I mean it's just crazy. It's just an undeniable fucking issue like it's you know it's uh, as, as sympathetic as i am and i try you know it's if you can't walk down sidewalks because the entire sidewalk is covered that's a clearly a problem dude it's cr- and in like busy in some of the busiest spots of uh los yeah. angeles yeah on hollywood boulevard and western there is like a little tent city filling up the entire side like yeah. i'm like this is where the train station is yeah no and i wa- i mean during the pandemic there was one in front of the library entrance the library was closed though but um 
you couldn't drop any books off. But I was um And people were protesting that like like the removal of the homeless encampments from Echo Park Lake. Yeah. I'm like, why do people just get to decide where they live? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I am and it's like it's I agree. I think a park should I'm be torn. A, I do like And it was like it was like that that park was mostly used by like lower income families and stuff and it was like all these I don't I know. I get so torn though. I get so tor- like it's like on one hand like I really do want to like vote for someone that's gonna be like evil and clean it up, but then I just can't bring myself. Yeah, they, what I what, where I'm really at is I just I'm gonna vote for the person I don't want to because I can't emotionally bring myself to vote for the person I want to, and then I'm just gonna secretly hope the person I want to win wins without my help. <laughs> I voted for Biden specifically because I thought it would make people in LA less annoying. That was my. Uh, I'm a single ticket issue. I think I'm it a did. single. T- I me think too. It did. Me too. Mm-hmm. They're still annoying, but like less so by a lot. I mean, with I mean, it, I was voted, a, it was a brutal fucking four years. I voted Trump for. I voted for Biden because I think the world would have already ended if Trump. Hey, so we're back after a, a brief hiatus um, because yeah. the camera died, and uh, then we got high. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna be like, Are you so stoned? now this now th- <laughs> this this is the first episode of the show. Where I've gotten high during the show, yeah, and, and uh, you know I'm not going to take credit for it because Zach it sort of said weed. it earlier, but uh, now it's become even more like the uh, <laughs> more of my most actually similar to the Joe. Rogan. Like, what if this podcast that I created partially to make fun of his show just ultimately turns into exactly his show? I've I get much more <laughs> conservative. Uh, <laughs> that would be rad. I've seen so almost no Joe Rogan. I just I'm not a podcast guy <laughs> in particular. But oh oh who who is yeah who is the, who who are you people? Excluding the the comics hate watching slash listening to my show. Who are you people watching or listening to my show? Yeah, that's just wild. I like I'm I'm ha- like I I've I'm a third chair on like a my friend sports podcast now and they get some listeners in my podcast I had with like Bruce Gray we would get listeners but I was always like so puzzled like <laughs> I see 18 uh, views I'm like who are yeah, you like how, why aren't yeah you're not listening to what's like, wrong with you a famous person's podcast or some shit like the or last just time I listened or to just was, doing anything else I listen to music like with the times people would listen to podcasts the only normally. time I really listen to podcasts was right before I did this show just to hear mm-hmm. what they were like. And I'm like, oh, it's just bad comics having an <laughs> unfunny conversation. Fun one, I though. can do that. Yeah. I could do that. I've enjoyed them. The last one I liked was yep. Gilbert Gottfried's podcast because mm. he's so funny. And it's all about old Hollywood, which and he's has like encyclopedic knowledge about it while being filthy. And it's it's really funny, but it's just it's a lot of it's a commitment. And I do I do like some podcasts. Willie Mac, uh, it's not Willie Mac. Um, I mean uh, Willie Mac has one. I haven't listened, so I'm not I'm not knocking it. Uh, <laughs> Willie <laughs> Simon and Eric Friedman's podcast, Two uh, Dumb yeah, Babies, I've, is many comics have. Clips. I've I've listened to episodes of it, and the episodes are good. The clips that they post are amazing. Yeah, well, I, I love a lot of podcast clips. I think there's a I lot mean, of funny people I really people do this stuff. for the clip. Nice. It's this, it's all it's about. I just want the like. I want the sweet, sweet likes on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Getting some advertising dollar would be nice, too. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> I, I normally do fake ads. I didn't write any for this one. Um, it was so last minute. I'll uh, tell you, watching Chris Rock take that hit, dude, I want to like rewatch Fargo season four. Mm-hmm. 
Because my problem with it, I was like, I I thought Chris Rock was really good in all the parts that like where his character was kind of like being very cle- like clever and smart and like outmaneuvering people and kind of getting the business of everything. But every time he was supposed to be kind of gangster and like cold, I just couldn't buy it because I saw him as like this funny guy. But, but now, watching you, him now not, you buy it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, watching him not even flinch, not even like raise hands or like, what the fuck? And then just like go right into jokes. It was like, that was some cold shit. Like It was real Kobe. Yeah. It was like that. It was like the Matt Barnes Kobe moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris Rock's Kobe moment. Yeah. Man, Will Smith, dude. Dude. Will, if you're if you're, dis- if you're one of those eighteen people listening to my <laughs> podcast, <laughs> like I'll say some nice things about him. Like I think he's extremely handsome. Uh, one of the only people charismatic and cool enough to pull off Michael Bay dialogue. Like he and Bad Boys. Bad like, Boys are awesome. He was great as Ali. Mm-hmm. I think Ali is a dope. Movie. I walked out of that movie. What? I thought it was so boring. Oh, I love Ali. I yeah. think it's so good. Watch it again. But he's, I, um, I was young. But yeah, I think he's one of the worst decision makers of all time, including doing that, his marriage, and uh, <laughs> fucking like turning down uh, Django Matrix for after and Django. Yeah. yeah, man, I love Matrix. Jamie Fox, but like I watch Django and I just think to myself, how perfect Will Smith was for that role. Yeah. Now now that Will Smith has done this, mm-hmm. maybe he'll start doing some of these darker movies. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe this is the maybe this is just what we needed to get to get that late career. I could see him having a John Travolta esque revival. I remember when Tiger Woods like crashed into the tree and like got the divorce and everything. Trump <laughs> Trump went on Twitter and was saying like Tiger should like embrace this bad boy image, mm-hmm. and like Tiger didn't. He still tried to be the good guy, and like it took him forever. Yeah, to work. I was like, I was wondering, like, what if Tiger, you know, like wore like a leather glove and like started <laughs> coming out like to rock music and wearing <laughs> that rule, like um, just have like a have like just a like a tall blonde babe caddy. Yeah. You ever see Blades of Glory? Like Will Ferrell's badass figure skater character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. <laughs> But I don't think you know. I think I think I. But I think that's, I think that Trump advice mm-hmm. is part of like the big issue with this country is like you you make a mistake and then people give you such no room for for redemption. Yeah, I mean, so you see it with comics who like kind of get canceled who aren't as big as like someone like Louie and it's like once they get canceled the first they just get branded as like alt-right if they try to do comedy again and then they kind of like that's the crowd they end up with almost like I mean, some of those guys I won't name names but yeah. some of them truly are probably I can't remember some of their names but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're obviously there's obviously like that I mean well that's the fundamental fucking like strength of the woke of any of any I like ideological movement, any like um any zealotry like that is there's good things there's good ideas at the core of it and like they like all the canceling thing has started taking out truly evil people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and stuff. But then they they just got bloodlust. So, so <laughs> let's uh I'll leave you on Sorry. this. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you on this because it's um one of the greatest hilarious, most hilarious moments. Yes. Of of uh my recent life i um i was visiting my uh aunt and uncle in chicago and um i was doing a show there they came to my show liberal relatives of mine Mm -hmm. and were um all having uh 
drinks. We were at drinks after the show, and I'm like asking my aunt. I'm like, so what's you know what's new in your life? And my aunt's like, I just moved uh, my practice into a new office building. Uh, Daryl got uh, Bill Cosby out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I got like a Christmas letter from them. Yeah. And the Christmas letter reads, it's like, it's like, yeah, hey, everybody, you know, things are going well. Um, Michael and Jimmy, are, Michael's taking fencing and uh, Jimmy's on the basketball team. I recently moved my practice into a much nicer office. Daryl had a part in getting Bill Cosby out of prison. And I'm like, I'm like, it seems so crazy to be bragging about yeah. it, but that is like the Apollo of <laughs> being Been a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, yeah. That is <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Like, like you are. Like, you know, now, like, like, like uh, when people are messing with me, like, I will fucking see you, and I'll have you know, my uncle got Bill Cosby out of prison. <laughs> yeah. You really want to mess? You really want to mess? <laughs> Yeah, for I'm sue you in the state of Chicago, Illinois, but I will, I will sue you. Yeah. I guess we'll specify criminal defense attorneys. I, criminal think, defense. I think other attorneys have different holy grails. Of, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, and I was, I was like saying to him, I was like, really, like you, like you, like uh, found like a loophole. Get him. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's called the law. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like, he didn't. Did he do something wrong? I. Like everyone deserves their day in court. Everyone deserves yeah a uh, fair tr- jury trial. I mean, I guess to yeah, be no, fair, I mean, Cosby has a lot yeah. more money. Yeah, the and a lot is... more means than other people who are in jail probably for crimes they didn't commit. Yeah, the bummers is not an equal fairness. Money gets you much better representation than like a public defender, which is. The enforcement of the equal and that everyone gets their, you know, uh, mm-hmm. fair and whatever trial. And those lawyers try their best, I'm sure. Just, well, to some extent, I think they get kind of whatever with the job. The But, yeah. Uh, but, anyway. Just made me think, like, what's, like, OJ's Christmas card? <laughs> OJ's it's so like, funny. Do, like, do you follow him on, like, Instagram or Twitter or anything? <laughs> well, it's here's the funny thing about OJ, man. Um, here's the funny thing about OJ. He is so goddamn charismatic. Yeah. You almost forget that he's a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah. You know? Do you know this? Do you know the story about him with Terminator, right? That he was supposed to be the Terminator. Yeah, but do you know the reason he wasn't? No. Um, uh, James Cameron said he wasn't believable as a killer. Hilarious. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest things that's ever happened. He's uh, <laughs> he is truly. It's truly. Because he's a total sociopath. Mm-hmm. It's Todio's total sociopathy. But it's like great. Like, are you watching? Um, are you watching the Winning Time? Um, I hated the first episode, but I'm. I'm the second episode was pretty good. Halfway I through. love, 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 love it. It is. It is my happy place of yeah. television. Cobra there, Kai was my. Cobra Kai was my happy place before. Yeah. Winning time is my happy I, place. I enjoy now. Cobra time. It's, Cobra it's, Kai. it's the turn off my brain and just enjoy TV. I would love to, but show. there was no goddamn basketball. The only basketball they showed in the first episode was a wide shot of someone playing Magic Johnson playing basketball. You're not going to be as good as Magic Johnson. You like, gotta, do editing. Use editing to make the basketball got, look they, cool. I know episode, they, episode four had basketball. Okay, in it. good. You get there. You I'm get sure. there. And I'm sure it'll be more it's fun. It's a show about the. It's so good. I Pilots are I tough. But they keep talking about. In it, like this is pre OJ Killen, and they keep comparing Magic Johnson to OJ, and I'm like, yeah, 
I guess OJ was like, you know, the lovable Magic Johnson type guy mm-hmm. in the Naked Gun movies doing the Isotoner. Oh, he's so <laughs> charming in those, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bill Cosby, too, I watched, um, after his accusations, I watched uh, myself. I, we put on myself from a VHS tape at a, a Big Bear uh, while we were on acid, and it's just horrifying. Like, it's, he's being so goofy, and, like, uh, and all this, and you're just like, this guy's a monster. Well, you know, it's the the true tragedy, and, and I guess on a certain level, the Will Smith thing has tragic elements in a similar way is, like, you know, I've always said, like, the tough thing, like like Woody Allen, what, whether he did what people say he did or not. Yeah. It's like, to me, the meaning meaningfulness of Woody Allen to me is growing up, I'm like this nerdy Jewish kid mm-hmm. who loves old Fellini movies and jazz music. Yeah. And I feel like just a total unlikable nerd at school. Mm-hmm. And then here's this guy who presents you this nerdy Jewish comedy comedian who yeah. loves Fellini films and jazz music. And, and this like, way for you to find love. And like, Marry and, a woman and with makes, an adopted. And makes him look cool. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Woody Allen meant so much to me because he's like the yeah. first person I saw who like made me feel like I was cool. Well, here's the thing, because I, I totally know where you're coming from, and that's why I think it's these morality discussions of can you watch this, can you enjoy this, are idiotic because it just comes down to Watch it if you can. You can. If if Louis C.K. makes you laugh, then watch Louis C.K. If you find it repulsive and you can't, then don't. It's it's not like this moral thing. It's just something in you. Like when you're listening, when you're consuming art or whatever the fuck. Totally. And and uh, and I say with Cosby, it's like if you're like just a nerdy black kid from a good family, you're like watching TV and everyone is like a gay, like a bad guy or a crackhead or something. And then finally, here's a guy who's like goofy and screwball and a nerd and like a family man. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like here's the person who rep, who finally represents you on screen. And then like, ugh, to have to have that be to have him be like the worst is so just damaging. Yeah. And it's just like Will Smith like play presents himself as like the cool, nice, lovable family guy, and then just like to see him go up and be violent it's definitely got a I mean, violent it was a i mean it was definitely a slap i was just impressed with how chris rock took it but people were it was like judd aptow was like he could have killed him well no there are people who get punt like you know supposedly bob saget like hit his head and then but, died yeah i know but bob saget was a little older i guess not that much older you know, let's yeah. say let's say Will Smith punched him, knocked him down, hit his head, caused internal. Ble- I get I get what yeah. Apatow was saying, even though it's ridiculous. It could happen, but it, it's, he could have killed him. It was in his, It's like he slapped him. He he uh, he said he thought Chris Rock said some shit out of line, and he slapped him. And I don't know. That's just I, to me that's just man shit. Um, and like I think he was out of line, and Chris Rock by not even reacting made him look like a, like a wuss. Like you're slapped at nothing. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I don't th- like. I don't think. I, I I think he saw it going very different. I I thought he. I think he thought Chris Rock would have maybe stumbled or been left speechless, and it didn't even fucking phase uh, him. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. Know. Th- I think it's just. I, don't I even think know that's what him. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. end with. Uh, I'm gonna end with a, a, a little bit sure. based off of uh, what we were talking about with canceling and like first off i'm just like i don't think it should be our job to police these people i think that they should be pleased i think that you know 
good R. Kelly is in jail for the yeah. crimes he did, which I don't even really know about because I don't pay attention to it. Good Weinstein's in jail. Um, I'm still going to watch Miramax movies that I liked. I'll still listen to I Believe I Can Fly. It's like That's my uh, it's karaoke like, song. <laughs> I don't... I don't watch these. I don't like these people for the bad things they did. I don't want to watch a comedy special where Lee K- Louis C.K. is jerking off. I don't want to listen to an album that's just R. Kelly peeing on little girls. I don't want to watch Kevin Spacey play a chop. I would actually watch Kevin Spacey because mm-hmm. he was the best at yeah. it. Yeah, you know, he was the. There's no one. No one was a child molester quite like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I think Kanye could produce a pretty good track to the sound of R. Kelly peeing. <laughs> but I, wh- I remember, I remember when, um, when Louis dropped that leaked set. Did you listen to the leak set? He didn't drop it. He didn't drop it when it when it, when yeah, it yeah, came when the leak set. Yeah, leaked. with the park. Everyone was like, the, he made it in front of the Parkland. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think the leak Louis said is one of the best sets I've ever yeah. heard from Louis. I lo- it yeah. was like raw and in the moment, and like it to me, like like one of my favorite Chappelle specials is the is the bird revelation in the belly room where it feels raw and personal and loose. See, my favorite of the four was uh, deep in the heart of Texas. Cause it was just jokes. Ah, uh, uh, well, okay. We, yeah, we're yeah. different. We're different people. Totally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a person who's wrong about things. And I'm one who's right about stuff. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. But, but it made me think like, you know, like I was mad at Louie when he got in trouble and it, it reminded me of like Michael Vick, like when Michael Vick got in trouble, mm-hmm. I was so pissed because I love dogs. I yeah. love dogs. But then in Michael Vick's first game back, on the first play of the game, yeah. he dropped back and launched a 70-yard Hail Mary touchdown pass to Deshaun uh, Jackson, and I immediately mm. forgave him. I yeah. was like, dogs can't throw footballs like that. <laughs> yeah. And it was like when Louie, when that set leaked, and, and I, I listened yeah. to it, I was like, I was like, it was so funny, and I was like, Girls aren't this funny. Yeah, people were, and people were trying. You to, always yeah. don't <laughs> listen to the punchline. No, I heard it. Not, yeah, but people were like, trying, this yeah. cancelable punchline. <laughs> I will lose my career for a punchline that was wasn't even acknowledged. Sorry, I thought we were you having... had your joke on your no, 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 no. I was having a fucking conversation, Josh. <laughs> I just this show is not about conversations. It's about me trying to make my guests laugh because I will perform to an audience of one. I, when I edit this, yeah. I edit everything you say out. It just I, becomes yeah, yeah, one I've long. Seen the clips. It becomes one long monologue. I think the clip I'm going to use if it registered was you switching the cups. Though. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> All right, go oh, on. Yeah. Oh no, it's not important. Your your joke was real funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but I was gonna say, but I was yeah, I was just gonna say Michael Vick is like one of the most rehabilitated people. Like uh, like his image was rehabilitated. Or no, he's not better? his image. Like he just seemed like it seemed like he kind of like it was a product of like kind of his upbringing, and he like did f- he saw the bad and did like a full like th- like one eighty degree. And like you know, really made an effort to make the world a safer, like to like make what like what he did less common in the world and stuff. Michael Vick rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, just that one year where like mm. he was just Michael Vick again was one of the most fun oh, like yeah. football years mm-hmm. ever. He was just so electrifying to watch. Yeah. That first game where he just put donovan uh mcnab like 
it just embarrassed him. He embarrassed like McNabb went to Washington mm-hmm. and Vic <laughs> was like first game <laughs> yeah. player for the Eagles and he just slaughtered like nothing else. All right, Zach, anything you want to promote, anything you want to say, Instagram handle, Twitter. Uh, yeah, Instagram is at hack underscore Stein, a play off my name, which makes everyone think my first name is spelled Z-A-C-K. I messed but it up I, on a flyer once. I don't blame anyone. It's my own stupid fault. Um, um, and I could change it, but I'm not going to. No, but to. you can't ha- be hack Stein. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hatch Stein. Um, Hatch, Hatch Stein. Yeah, with a T. Um, f- listen to Fat Jocks podcast. It's Bruce Gray and Brian Vokey, but I'm third chair, and I say funny things here every now and then, and they're it's just they're just genuinely funny. If you like sports, uh, yeah, it's it's nothing like crazy analysis. Just uh, a couple idiots, a few idiots, just you know, talking about sports. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in, and catch you whenever I do the next one. <laughs>